welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, uh, Kathy. Um, good morning. We are uh, actually uh, in the uh, now the uh, end of March, and uh, this will be taped in there. We're we're taping a little bit early, but uh, we've been talking about prayer and uh, the life of prayer. And I know that you, uh, we just did retreats, and we both experienced the power of prayer uh, for sure Absolutely. for us and for them. And you kind of shared last time that you uh, had a young couples group. And mm-hmm. uh, there was already a sense of resignation. Talk a little bit about about what you saw there, and then and then what happened that God God brought him out of that. Yeah, it was really interesting because in my in my thinking, you know, young marriages, I'm thinking, you know, fresh slate, and you really do forget what everybody comes in with. And there were you know situations without going into detail, situations um, in in several different scenarios. You know, one that you know recently graduated in a job and this is just what it's going to be and that you know, so resignation in that and and not really sitting in joy in that place um i tell you here's a big one that was kind of across the board with them um housing market you've got young couples whose heart's desire is actually to buy a house mm. and um this is an incredibly incredibly difficult time for a young couple, there's at least on the East Coast, there's not something called a starter house that we used to get when we, you know, <laughs> our first house we bought in Orange, Texas. And can I tell you, we got a, a four bedroom house for $127,000. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that doesn't exist anymore that you would want to live in, you know, and especially on the East Coast. And so here, you know, some of these guys, you know, they're living in apartments, spending exorbitant amounts of money on rent and not really seeing when or how they're actually ever going to be able to buy a house. And when they think they possibly find something, there's 20 other people bidding on it and it's still going mm. even now with the interest rates, what they are, it's still going above asking price mm. and 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 really above what the value of the home yeah, is. Yeah, right, right. And so it's a very discouraging place. And I remember one couple even sharing, she's like, I, I've just given up on it. I just figure, you know, God will do it when he does it, I guess. You know, and, and it's truly their heart's desire to have one. And so it was really interesting taking some of those things that they're facing and seeing already that they had had come to this spirit of resignation of well this is just how it is this is living on the north shore this is you know what i guess what people do you know family life is fun home life is fun but work life is just something i do to pay the bills and they were already setting into some of those patterns and um and so to be able to teach them abiding and and tell them you know this is a place for dialoguing with god and all of these issues again we say it all the time every issue you have is an invitation to intimacy with him so these are questions that if they matter to you they matter to him so let's learn to go seek answers together and teaching them the beauty of coming to unity and it was it was i mean really you just 
you watched things lift. You watched the heavy yoke <laughs> come off as they figured out that they could yoke themselves to Jesus on this. Right. It was beautiful. That's right. Yeah. And that's where you the, uh, that's where we're so committed, uh, you know, to come and see, uh, and, you know, finding truth in a world of chaos of, uh, truth is to see the life of Christ. Mm-hmm. And that um, I, I promise you I'll resolve everything. Um, I will deliver to you a super abundant life. Um, and it just means that uh, going from resignation mm-hmm. and probably not to hope. Um, mm-hmm. And remember, it's spiritual, so it's not a mechanical thing. It's not if you do these three things, right? you'll get there. Uh, uh, it's rather learn to walk with him because God will guide you individually as a couple, as an as a inner circle, uh, into God's will. And it's going to mm-hmm. be best and none better. And when you begin, remember, it's a spiritual thing. So they haven't even experienced the fulfillment of it yet, but they got the life of it. Right, um, right. And the life of it says, I'm going to fulfill this. And mm-hmm. you and you begin to realize it. And part of the reason, we and we talked about this with, you know, uh, Peter's uh, prayer last time is that um, there had been discussion about uh, the Holy Spirit because remember they left Pentecost with the Holy Spirit right and they go back to their towns uh, to process okay what does this mean what does this look like well the Holy Spirit is talking to them mm-hmm. when Peter comes he brings the power of that relationship and demonstrated the reality of the superabundant life. Mm. And then people said, well, you've been talking about it. I but now, I I now see it, see it and now yeah. I believe it. So when we do retreats, and this is important for all of our leaders, see, it's not an intellectual uh, study that you say, well, these are the things you have to go do. It's sharing right. the word while we bear witness to mm-hmm. what happened to us in our life and then people recognize it and that in other words it's real that really happened yes well then i would like to experience that too and that's how it works because it's mm-hmm. it's the spiritual life you know through the life of prayer that we get to receive it and then we're going to be able to bear witness to it and that's why we we want everybody that's a believer to realize that the beautiful life is available to you and we can guarantee it. And remember, we're not saying you're going to be absent of trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not saying that it's going to solve things the way you think it should be solved. But it will be solved. It's going to be resolved. And you will experience the superabundant life, you know, as, as we're uh, experiencing. So it must have been fun for you and Dan to see the uh, oh, it was great. Uh, the resignation go to hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and encouragement. Absolutely. You know, even it's even so in a, a, tip, a tough place to you know to buy a house. So that'll be a fun story to. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm excited to yeah. see what God does with yeah. all of it. You know, I think a lot of promises were spoken. It was very cool. Yeah, it really is. Um, and so we're continuing with uh, Peter. He's got another uh, great story right after the one we just talked to talked about. And now this is in uh, Acts chapter 10. Uh, and so God weaves a couple things together. So uh, let's start in uh, verse one. Verse 1 through 8 in chapter 10. Acts. Sure. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment, a devout man and one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. 
And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? So he said to him, Your prayers and your alms have come up for memorial before God. Now send me now send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He's lodging with Simon a tanner, whose house is by the sea. He will tell you what you must do. And when the angel spoke to him, and, and then when the angel who spoke to him had departed, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier from among those who waited on him continually. So when he had explained all these things to them, he sent them to Joppa. Okay. Uh, so Cornelius uh, is a Roman. Mm-hmm. Um, their background is primarily, as you know, from the Greek and the Rome, is myths of attributing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, these uh, objects, uh, gods that were, you know, so over a variety of gods, variety yeah. of gods over, you know, war and love and all this stuff, and uh, that's how he grew up. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it said that he had learned at this point. Uh, and his question was um, that there's really a God mm-hmm. that is supernatural or super above everything else. And so he he said that um, he began to think that might be true. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't sure. And it says he prayed to God always. Now we know because mm-hmm. he doesn't come to know Christ and he's not Jewish until the you know later in the story so and and then the angel said hey your prayers have been answered okay so his prayer was fairly simple and that is that i think that you exist and these myths aren't real Mm -hmm. Um, if you're real could you you show me that it's real and and get me understanding of that because I don't I don't yet fully understand it or even experience it. But if you're truly there, mm-hmm. that I think and I think I, I've heard that you are. Uh, and by the way, he's been generous back to the synagogue of of let me help you. And by the way, he's a Roman uh, centurion. He's, he's over a hundred soldiers, so his right. job is to is to protect the city and make sure that nobody comes against Rome. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's his job. Um, an angel comes and says, uh, you know, uh, your prayers uh, have come up before God and um, your, your prayers are answered. Um, and he says, so now what I'd like you to do is go to Joppa. Remember, we, we heard that story last time where right. he had raised that uh, Aeneas from, the de- from, the de- uh, from a sickness Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll go there and find Peter, who's staying at this house mm-hmm. in Joppa, um, and he'll tell you what 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 to do next. Okay, so I love even that specific instruction. He told him where to go. He told him whose house he was staying at. Gave him the name, everything. Yep. Um, and so he says, "Your prayers have been answered." Now, interesting enough, the angel didn't answer the prayer. Mm. Um, he just said, I'm letting you know that the beginning of what you're understanding is there is a God and he mm-hmm. could, he could understand he's an angel. Right. Like, well, that's something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, go to, go send the, send it to Peter and he'll tell you what to do next. You know? And, and so 
I'm not answering your prayer, but I'm going to give you the path to, to the prayer. Right. Oh, okay. So he he's set up. All right. The next day, read verses now 9 through um, uh, 23. Okay. The next day, as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. Then he became very hungry and wanted to eat. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven opened and an object like a great sheet bound at the four corners, descending to him and let down to earth. In it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And a voice came to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything common or unclean. And a voice spoke to him again the second time, What God has cleansed you must not call common. This was done three times, and the object was taken up into heaven again. Now, while Peter wondered within himself what the vision, what this vision which he had seen meant, behold, the men who had been sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. And they called and asked whether Simon, whose surname was Peter, was lodging there. While Peter thought about the vision, the spirit said to him, Behold, three men are seeking you. Arise, therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men who had been sent to him from Cornelius and said, Yes, I am he whom you seek. For what reason have you come? And they said, Cornelius the centurion, a just man, one who fears God and has a good reputation among all the nations of the Jews, was divinely instructed by a holy angel to summon you to his house and to hear words from you. Then he invited them in and lodged them. On the next day, Peter went away with them, and some brethren from Joppa accompanied him. Okay. So, um, again, he's just uh, doing what he typically does. He's going to go talk to God um, as he's preparing for, uh, you know, the, the evening. Um, and he's getting ready. Actually, he gets kind of hungry mm-hmm. uh, and says, hey, I'm going to go eat now. Um, and while he was making ready to go eat he got led into a trance and sees a vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, so God uses different ways to communicate, which can be dreams, which, we, which we've you know, talked right. about, and uh, visions and words and pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all kinds of ways that he can appeal to things that we begin to experience. And in this case, it was a vision. Um, and the vision is all of the unclean, uh, animals and food that mm-hmm. he was as a Jew forbidden to eat. Right. Um, and by the way, interesting enough, there's um, there was a kind of a practical reason for it all these years, decades and centuries that was that they hadn't yet learned how to cook things properly. So for it to be safe to eat. So it wasn't safe to eat. It would right. it would give them diseases and sickness and mm-hmm. bacteria. And they wouldn't be able to function, you know. So God is actually protecting them until the technology and the awareness came up. Which, by the way, by now the Greeks and the Romans had learned how to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've been told, you know, in their uh, Jewish uh, history, don't eat these things; they're unclean, right. and you can't touch anything unclean. Uh, and so He gets this vision, and the voice says, "Get up and eat it." Mm-hmm. By the way, get up, kill it, and eat it. Which, right. which is. <laughs> 
everything that Very he, controversial everything there at that, that time. Everything <laughs> that, that he just heard is like, you know, no. And so Peter's response in verse 14, remember, and he kind of understands this as God. What does he say in verse 14? Not so, Lord, <laughs> for I've never eaten anything common or unclean. Yeah, like, no. Now, remember, we just, we just saw last time two mm-hmm. stories. Do you want to heal him? Yes, you're, you're healed. Mm-hmm. No problem. You want to raise her from the dead? Yes. Uh, could you help me believe that? Are you sure? <laughs> you know, yes, and he does. Here he says, get up and kill and eat. And Peter doesn't say, could you help me a little bit further? Mm-hmm. What does he say? He says, no. <laughs> uh, no. Um, in other words, this is so contrary to anything mm-hmm. that makes sense to me and is mm. against the way that I function that my first reaction is I can't do that. Okay, now, in a way, it's actually good news mm-hmm. because when God asks us to do something, he actually doesn't want us to say, okay, fine. Mm. I'll do it without walking into the life of it. Right. Because then it becomes law. Mm. Okay, oh, fine. That's good. Then I'll do it because you say so, and I'll try to do it, and I'll perform to it, which, by the way, you won't be able to keep it. But now you've got an edginess to it of I'm doing it because I'm supposed to, but my heart isn't there. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I, want, I need your heart to be there. So actually, it's okay, uh, Peter, that you said no. Let me instruct you again. Uh, yes. Uh, and by the way, he adds another thing. He says, what God has cleansed, you must not what? You must not call common. Okay, so at that point, and with Peter having had the ability to dialogue with God, get up and eat, No. What God has cleansed, you shouldn't call common. Okay, now mm-hmm. Peter, having had that relationship with him, the question that he should have asked at that point was what? What I've cleansed, don't... Right. So, so what do you mean you've cleansed us? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's unclean. Right. What does that mean? So how is that? What how, does that mean? How yeah. does that mean? How, do, how does it go from being unclean to clean? Because you said it was, but could you help me understand? He didn't say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he says, and by the way, don't call it common or, mm-hmm. or unclean or something that it isn't anymore. Well, why isn't it that anymore? See, he didn't pursue it right. per se. He just says no. And he, three times. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Okay, now fundamentally, why why could he not do it in his mind? Because it was forbidden. Yeah, and it was completely against anything he's ever learned. Right. And so it doesn't make sense to me. And I can't just say yes to this because my position is, even though he knows he's talking to God and God has asked him to do something, which you would think, he would say, I guess I should do it. Mm-hmm. He basically says, I, I just can't get there yet. Okay. Uh, now, here's the question. Uh, he was, in a sense, disobedient. We know that. Mm-hmm. And he didn't dialogue any further about it at the moment. 
to take what God was saying and start to process what God was saying. He just said no. Mm-hmm. Did that anger God? No. No. He kept working with him on it. No. <laughs> uh, because he, underneath it, there was a heart to keep going. Mm-hmm. Now, he wasn't going at the moment, but there was a heart to keep going. And see, God doesn't mind that you're struggling with, with obedience, particularly when I'm asking you to do something that is completely contrary to a thing you've ever thought, or this doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, right. Me. So differentiate for that, for any of our listeners that are thinking through this, you know, because you're talking about a heart posture that still has to go, even though his mouth is saying no. And the difference between that and being a stiff-necked person that we hear in the Old Testament, that truly God is saying something and they simply will not step into obedience. Can yeah. you differentiate that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so uh, when the Israelites crossed the Red Sea, mm-hmm. um, miraculously, uh, God speaks to them and says, uh, now walk with me into the promised land across the mm-hmm. Jordan. Yes, there's an enemy there, but I will defeat that enemy and deliver to you a land of peace and bounty and, and fruitfulness and joy as a nation, and that's my will right. to go. Um, He's giving them promises that he plans uh, to, to deliver. And they said, well, could we could we learn a little bit about it first? And he said, okay. Mm-hmm. So they tend to send in 12 spies, Joshua, Caleb, and 10 others. Uh, they come back and they say, and you can read this in Numbers uh, 14, that, um, well, this isn't going to work because um, uh, it's so difficult to think of this enemy that has never been defeated and they're mm-hmm. way more powerful than us. This will never happen. So wouldn't it have been better if we went back to is to Egypt, which, by the way, they'd have to go back on another miracle because <laughs> they can't just walk back. Right, right. Uh, why are you bringing us here uh, to kill us? So now they speak false and speak lie. Um, um, I think we should go get our own leader. You know what? Let's go get our own leader. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, they go through this logic based upon what I see. No, it's and they said we are not willing to go any further. Mm-hmm. And stiff neckness. Isn't the isn't the challenge of the of what's going on? It's that you decide on your own mm-hmm. that I am not pursuing this any further, and I really don't even care. And they they didn't care what God had to say. Right. It's just I'm not going. I am choosing in a and see a stiff neck is you know think of your neck as I am not moving. Mm-hmm. I'm not going any. I'm not turning any way. I'm 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 staying here. That's it. I'm not going. And he said, well, because you're stiff-necked, why, mm-hmm. you've decided that you won't process this any further with me at all. Right. As a result of that, now you're going to suffer the consequences of not following me into the abundant life mm-hmm. that I had planned for you. Uh, here, uh, Peter is saying, no, it doesn't make any sense to me. Based on what I see, mm-hmm. I don't think this is a very good idea. 
Right. And had he been stiff-necked and said, I don't care what you say, God. I am mm-hmm. not pursuing this in any way. He would have flipped over to being stiff-necked. And by right. the way, God would have let him. Okay. Then you're going to miss out on all that I have planned for you and mm-hmm. for others. So uh, I'm not going to force you. Uh, it's about a heart. It's about a heart issue. Okay. So if you go back to Acts, um, ver- just read verse 17 so we can see why Peter wasn't stiff-necked. Sure. Now, while Peter wondered within himself what this vision which he, which he had seen meant, behold, the men who had been sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. Okay, so he said no. Mm-hmm. He didn't inquire. What do you mean you've cleansed? What do you mean uh, common? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he wondered what the heck is all this about? Right. Uh, why? Because he's still engaging with, I, I know I'm not even asking you the right question. Right. Uh, could you somehow help me out here? Because I wonder, what is this all, what's this all about? Mm-hmm. There must be something. Right. And uh, why would you be saying this? And why would no. you be saying this? And, and so he wasn't stiff-necked. Stiff-necked is refusal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, you can read this in, um, uh, let's actually go there because there's a verse that, that highlights what that means. Go to Hebrews uh, 3 uh, and just read verses 9, just 19, uh, where they, they uh, heard, but they uh, there's something that happened there. What did, what did they say? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Okay. Uh, they could not mm-hmm. go into the promised land because of their unbelief. And the word there is because of their stiff neckness, mm. they refused to be persuaded that what God had to say was true. It mm. wasn't like... Say that again. I love that phrase. Uh, they, that refused they refused to yes. be persuaded that what God had to say was true. Because that speaks to a process right, right there. Refuse to be persuaded. That persuaded part recognizes that there is a process sometimes even when we hear and we have a heart to do God's will a process that he walks us through as author and finisher of our faith right. to get us to that place that's right and the um, uh, see uh, remember the father who, who's who the disciples couldn't cure you know hey Jesus can you help us so all things are possible for those that believe and the father says I believe help my unbelief mm-hmm. okay two different words um, the one in, in Hebrews uh, talking about the stiff-neckedness is you're, you're just refusing to be persuaded mm. any further. The father says, I want to be persuaded. Right. Uh, I don't, I'm not yet. And I don't yet believe it. It's just like Peter here saying, I don't believe this at all. Right, right. But I would like to know more about it. And so he's thinking about it. Okay, what does mm-hmm. this mean? You know, And now he could have done it better and he could have done it. And he already knew how to do it, but he kind of slipped with, yeah, this really doesn't make sense. Right. Um, so um, uh, then he, uh, uh, it says, well, they're here. Um, and um, the spirit says to him in verse 19, what? These three men are seeking you. Go down mm-hmm. with them, doubting nothing for what? I've sent them. I've sent them, yes. Okay, he goes down, you know, what do you want? Uh, well, you've come a centurion sent uh, a centurion Cornelius has sent us to get you, and you're going to help explain something. Um, okay, now in this case, he didn't say no. Mm-hmm. 
He didn't say, uh, doesn't make sense to me. He just said, okay. Hmm. Okay, now think about the difference. The Holy Spirit says, these guys came for you, go with them. Right. Okay. Okay, now why? Well, because he'd heard this before, no problem. Mm -hmm. He'd heard instruction from the Holy Spirit, go with these people, do this, do that. Mm -hmm. It was something he'd so already... that step was easier for him to process and accept. Because he, he's heard that before, mm -hmm. and he hasn't struggled with it because it doesn't come against what he thinks. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, sure, I can do that. So this is cool, and we'll, we'll pick this up next time. He's struggling. Mm -hmm. Now, think of, think of how we, God could have done it. He could have hammered him, so to speak. Look, Peter, I'm telling you. I'm trying to explain this to you. Come on, come on, come on. He just says, eh, I tell you what, why don't you go with these guys? Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, you you can receive that easily because you've, you've done that for the last year or two. Mm -hmm. um, so just do that. Okay, I can mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. And he's not, he's not even getting a challenge about you should or shouldn't. It's just, well, how about if you go with these guys? Well, that shows you the love of the Father. Mm -hmm. Is that well? All right, let me let me help you in a different way, in a and in a way you do understand. Right. While we process, because you are considering that there must be something here that you're missing. Mm -hmm. You're not ready to say yes yet, and you haven't really uh, spent a lot of dialoguing time with me yet. But go with them, okay? Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to leave it here and pick it up uh, tomorrow with. Um, what happens when basically as we're praying, dialoguing, there's going to be moments where God is going to say something that just doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, and it's contrary. And our tendency is to say no. Mm -hmm. um, that's the critical moment. Are you going to continue? And God will guide you through it because he doesn't mind. Right. Or, are you, and I loved your word you brought up, are you going to get stiff-necked? Mm -hmm. And just say, because it doesn't make any sense, I'm out. Right. And by the way, he'll let you. Mm -hmm. uh, this is why that moment is so critical uh, in the dialoguing is stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. I'll get you there. And actually, it's okay that you say no, because I don't want you to blindly say no. Right. I, I want you to understand what's there so that you willingly say yes. Uh, and so we'll, we'll pick that up next time. Really powerful stuff. So we'll get into that story. It'll be fun. Great. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us, everyone. I hope that you are finding these podcasts on prayer so encouraging yeah. and finding it bringing new life to your own prayer life um, as well. And thanks for all your teaching us, Rich. You guys have a great day. If you have questions, yep. send them in at questions at afjministry.com. And we'll see you next time. Yep, we will see you. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.